Welcome to another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Do visit the official show website at nhte.net. You can listen there or find links to hear the show on a variety of podcast platforms. Do be sure you're subscribing to the show so you get it automatically every week. There are also links there on nhte.net to like and follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And there's a link to our Facebook group, which is called NHTE Listeners. Today I am joined by a singer, songwriter, guitar player, checking in on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Connecticut. He came into the public conscience four years ago as a semi-finalist on The Voice. He has opened for the likes of Blues Traveler and Huey Lewis. He had a song on the iTunes Top 50 and is working on a new EP. You've been hearing a song of his called Hope That It Won't End. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Braden Sunshine. Hey, how you doing? Wonderful. It's nice to meet you. Thanks for doing this. Of course. Thank you for having me. You bet. Let's start off by having you tell the listeners all about that song of yours that we were just playing called Hope That It Won't End. Okay, so that one I actually wrote um, a couple of years ago uh, in collaboration with my dad. Because, you know, we've been very fortunate. We live very close to a lake. And um, what we love to do in the summer is to go down and play guitar by the lake and kind of just hang out around the campfire. And we wrote that about, well, basically that. Um, we love to go down, play guitar, and hang out with, with people that we care about. And that song is saying, you know, I hope this doesn't have to, to end. So is that something, writing with your dad... Is that something that's common, or was it the one and only time? Well, we've done it before, but that's the one song that we've that's really stuck. Um, but when I first started writing, uh, like 14, 15, my dad was actually involved with a bunch of the projects that I was working on. Um, like, I'd bring it to him, and he'd chuck me a couple of lyrics, and I'd chuck a couple of things in. So it was a big back and forth for a while, but at this point, I'm mostly doing everything independently. And what is your dad's background as it relates to what you just described um well he writes for a living he writes grants and everything so he's definitely got the gift to gab in that sense but he's always been in choirs ever since he was a kid his dad was a a choir director so he's he's been immersed in music for his entire life so okay him and i have a, a lot of fun with it okay okay so let's see you had just turned 15 you were a freshman in high school when you were on season nine of The Voice. So my guess is that you're age 19 now. Is that true? Yes, uh, 19. And so where are you school-wise these days? Meaning I'm, I'm guessing that you're in college now. Yeah, I'm a, a sophomore music education major at uh, UConn in stores. Wow, wow. Okay. Talk about the music program there because I'm not trying to say this the way it's going to sound, but... That's not the first school that people think of when you hear about someone going to college for music. So is it because it was in your backyard or am I just out of touch and they do have a very reputable program? Like, how did you make that decision? How did you end up going there? And and I guess, you know, where else maybe did you consider going? There's a whole bunch of different factors that um, brought me to UConn in particular. Um being entirely candid, my first choice of school was Berkeley College of Music, and they did accept me, um, actually twice. Uh, but the problem is they never gave me any kind of financial aid because they have a huge influx of vocalists already, so it's very uh -huh. hard to offer 
financial aid to every vocalist who comes through the door. Interesting. Um, so I wasn't able to do that because, you know, personally, I can't afford to buy a new Mercedes every year in tuition <laughs> costs. Um, UConn, I had a bunch of friends who had already gone here, uh, a bunch of family members who had already gone here and could vouch for the music program. And when I got here, you know, they offered me some financial aid, which was extremely helpful. And the uh, choir director, who does a lot of what I'm uh, working on now, his name is uh, Dr. Jamie Spillane. And he is the best choir director I've ever worked with. The way he can control a choir, the way he can make a room really work together towards a common goal of sounding good, is something that I'm really trying to uh, put into my own leadership as like a, a band director for my own band and I, I really want to put some of those skills into what I do um public speaking wise as well so it's it's a really good program out here well one of the things that I pride myself on in doing this show every week is anticipating the questions that the listeners would have if they were here in the room with me as I do these interviews and so to back up to when you were saying that Berkeley wouldn't offer you any financial assistance because they just don't have enough to go around to everybody. My thinking is that the listeners are yelling at their listening device as they're saying that, and they're saying, well, why didn't he tell them that he was on The Voice? Surely they probably <laughs> would have. So just talk to those people, Braden, and as it relates to did you say it? What was the timing like? And obviously, if it was said, they didn't change their tune, no pun intended, because of it. But just speak to those listeners who might think that, well, he should have just told him he was on The Voice and they probably would have given him financial aid. Well, it's an interesting thing because I don't actually remember if I told them or not. I remember I told a couple of people who were auditioning with me, but I don't know if I ever told the actual auditioners because, um, I don't know, it doesn't come up as much. I, I don't bring it up. Like, if I go to a room and, and start speaking or start singing, I'm not going to say, hey, I'm that kid off The Voice, because that that's a bit of a interesting intro, in my opinion. So, But I did put it on my resume when I submitted that with them as well. And so I do think they knew it. But then again, Berkeley is full of, you know, top-tier musicians, people who've had, you know, crazy experience for their age uh, and who are already extremely talented. Yeah, and there may be... There may be vocalists among them who could have gone on The Voice if they wanted to. They just decided not to. So, you know, you, exactly. I, you're doing a good job of painting a picture there that you weren't the first one to ever come across their doorstep. But I do want to go back to something that you just mentioned is you kept saying the auditioner. So, listeners, I want you to hear what Braden is describing because people apply to colleges and basically you're sending them their transcripts. But Braden, it sounds like what you're saying is for a music student, you don't just send in paperwork. You actually have to go and audition to apply to their school. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Um, what you do with them in particular is um, at Berkeley, you know, you submit your, your transcripts and all your fun stuff, the paperwork basically. And then you set up a date to go to Boston. Um, you meet them in person you know, you sit in a big waiting room and they call you in and you go to a specific auditioner for whether you're a guitar major, you know, a, a, a woodwind major mm. or a vocal major. Okay. You know, it, there's a bunch of different subsections. I went to the vocal major auditions because that's what I wanted to do. Um, you go into a room. They say, you know, what songs have you prepared? You tell them, you sing them. They, they have a small interview portion. Um, and then they have like an improvisation portion as well, as well, well where they will uh, play a chord progression and say, just do whatever you can vocally over top mm. of this. 
Um, and it's a whole lot of fun. I mean, it's basically just a jam session at a Berkeley college room. Wow. Um, but no, it's, it's not just sending something in and getting an answer in the mail saying like, oh yeah, you're in or you're not. It's, you have to go in and meet them in person so they can see what you can do. I do believe listeners in the 297 episodes of this show, I do believe that's the first time we've ever heard someone describe that. So thank you, Braden. That's, that's really interesting insight. That's wow. Of course. Uh, by the time this interview Thank comes you. out, you will have already done three shows in October on the weekends. I'm wondering, are you limited to weekends only right now because of school? Because I see that you have two bookings in November, and one is a Saturday, the other is a Sunday. And then the other question would be, just talk about walking that line between school and also wanting to keep things going with music. That's a... Uh... A very difficult line to walk. That's one of the reasons that I really wanted to go to Berkeley because when you're there, you're completely immersed in music, but not just, you know, when you're at UConn, it's, you're always immersed in music because you're in the, the choral program. The music building is always full of people just singing in the hallways and playing, but it's a different kind of music. It's more operatic singing. It's more a classical style. It's more academic. When you're at Berkeley, everything is advancing you towards the goal of being a professional gigging musician so being here it is really more like splitting an academic life and uh, a career gigging life so finding the time to get all the lectures in and all the classes in and all the all the work trust me i have two essays due by the end of this weekend mm. um you know it, it is a bit difficult which is why most of the gigging is confined to the weekends but I do a bunch of different uh, events, smaller events during the week as well, uh, whenever I can after after class or something like that. Okay, so it could also just be the timing of our interview that maybe at this particular time I'm not seeing anything, but had we been doing this at some other point on the calendar, I might have seen something on a Tuesday or something on a Wednesday on your website that, that you were doing. Yeah, earlier in the year, I did have a bunch of stuff during the week, but uh, I looked ahead and saw that midterms are coming up in the next three-week block. So uh, mm. I, I kept the schedule rather clear for that so that I, I didn't fail at midterms. Yeah, so that's, in other words, that's part of the juggling act that you have to do so that you're making sure that you're keeping up with your studies, but also not passing up every single performance opportunity because you go, well... It's going to interfere with what I'm doing school-wise, so unfortunately it's going to have to be a no, but I hope something will come back around again. And this is listeners similarly a few weeks ago back on episode 294, Chloe Collins, who's in Nashville and attends Belmont University. She talked about some of those similar challenges. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that one. Braden, let's go back a bit, though. You started playing in a band at age nine. Is, is that correct? Yes, it is. Um, actually, that was a lot of fun. I So how that started was I started singing in church, uh, in my local church choir. And I was probably eight years old. Um, and I sang at the Christmas service. I sang Oh Holy Night as an eight-year-old. And there were a couple of kids who were in the church, uh, in the church choir as well. And they said, hey, we're starting a band and we need somebody to sing this particular song for this upcoming gig we have. Can you do it? And I said, of course I can. That's awesome. Like, it's every <laughs> eight-year-old singer's dream to be in a rock band. So, of course, 
Um, but it wasn't just like a garage band. They gave me a set list and said, we have gigs on these dates. Be ready for it. Um, wow. And I basically started gigging from eight and a half until now. Um, I've been doing it since then. So when when they came to you and asked eight-year-old Braden about singing, were they all eight years old also or were they older? I think at that point, the oldest member was 14. Um or yeah close to there um because a bunch of the members they were significantly older than me uh the youngest one who wasn't me was two years older than me um that's why when i turned 15 or 14 or 15 they all went off to college and i lost my band they all went away and did their own thing to advance their life goals and i was like i'm still in middle school guys help (laughs) I'm, i'm just starting high school but in other words, that band was together for several years. It wasn't just one gig or one week or one month. It was a long time. Oh, yeah. We were together for, for a lot of years. I think we did about 350 shows in that original configuration. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So that that was a decent amount of time. Well, when you talked about it's every eight-year-old's dream to be in a rock band, that tells me that it at least, if not every eight-year-old, it at least was eight-year-old Braden Sunshine's dream. So clearly this path that you're on, you knew from childhood that what you wanted to do was music, it sounds like. Am I right? You know, I honestly, it took a while for me to figure out what I wanted to do because, you know, I'm, I'm a gearhead, I'm a tech head, I love all these other things, but music has always drawn me back and when i was you know a little kid i didn't really know why i enjoyed it so much i just knew that what i enjoyed doing more than anything else was making music with my friends um and actually you know years later when i was about 16 and a half i decided that i was gonna stop because it was a lot of pressure and i was like i'm done i can Mm. find another career path i'm just gonna stop this wow about Two months later, I picked up a guitar and I'm like, I can't, I can't get away from it. I love it too much. And that's, that's gotten me to where I am today. It's an undying passion. I can't get rid of it. So at what age did you first start songwriting? And at what age did you first start playing guitar? Ooh, I started songwriting at really about 14. Um, Cause I had been playing in a cover band and I had known no other realm of music. I mm. only knew You know, we're in a band, we go out, play covers, and get paid for it, and it's fun. So that's what I'm going to do. And then I realized, you know, the music industry only exists because people write music. Yeah. Um, So I started writing stuff around uh, 14 years old. I started playing guitar at 12, but I didn't really play that much. I picked it up heavily at 14 um, when my band left. So effectively, I started playing guitar and and writing at the same time. Mm, Interesting. Well, listeners, here's something that you probably don't know about me, despite having done 296 episodes of this show. Hopefully you've been with me for many of them. Thank you. I don't drink coffee, but I do like hot tea. However, I stayed away from it today because I take care of my voice, notably on the days when I'm going to be recording, and you should not consume caffeine on a day when you're going to be recording or performing. And something else that helps my voice, since Braden just mentioned being a gearhead, Something that helps my voice is the great microphone that I have from Tascam. It's the TM280, which is what I'm talking into right now. If you record anything vocally, whether it's a podcast or singing, take a look at the line of microphones they have. And then while you're at it, look at all the other gear available from Tascam. If you're a creator... 
podcasts, music, video, they have solutions for you. Did you ever see my video on the website speakerbrucew.com? The audio in scenes two, three, and four of that was recorded with the Tascam DR10 series, not camera audio. That's why it sounds so good. Go to Tascam.com and see all the solutions they have for you, whatever you're recording. That's T-A-S-C-A-M.com. So, Braden, I've made a couple references to your having been on The Voice. By the way, listeners, how crazy is this? What a small world. There have been a lot of guests on this show from The Voice, not to mention American Idol and America's Got Talent. But Braden was eliminated from The Voice at the exact same time as Zach Sebaugh, who I interviewed way back on episode 148 of this show. I'll put a link to it on the show page for Braden's episode at nhte.net, so you can go back and listen to that one, too. Anyhow, Braden, I'm told that you were tricked into auditioning for The Voice by your mom. What is that story? Yes, I was. What is that? I was. Wait, I'm just going to backtrack for a second. I had no idea you interviewed Zach Seaborn. That guy is so cool. It's a small world, after all. It really is. Okay, yeah. sorry. Uh, back to the point. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was initially tricked into auditioning for The Voice because... um. It was it was interesting. I, I at that age, had been playing bars, had been playing festivals. You know, I had done a, a couple of high-profile gigs, but nothing, you know, mind-blowing. Okay. Um, and I'm 14 at this point. Okay. And my mom comes up to my room. I'm sitting there doing homework, and she's like, hey, there's an audition for The Voice in New Jersey. Do you want to go? And I said, you know what? Honestly, I don't think I'm that good. I don't think I'm good enough to do it. So let's just not. They're going to say no anyway. Let's not waste the gas money going to New Jersey. Yeah, I was going to ask you. You're you're living in Connecticut at that point, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. okay. But, um, you know, I said no, and she said, think about it. And a couple of days later, she comes up to me and says, hey, this Friday, there's a car show in New Jersey. Um, do you want to go? And I'm like, oh, yes, I would love to go. And... Um, because, you know, as I said previously, I'm a gearhead. I love cars. And um, so we, we get in the car. We pack up everything. She throws a guitar in the back of the car. And I'm like, that's a bit interesting. But, you know, <laughs> she's taking it. She's letting me skip school for a car show. I'll let it slide. Wow. And um, we get there. And it says the voice season eight auditions. And I'm like, ah, this wasn't a car show at all. She's like, nope, I already signed you up. I'm like, Oh, my gosh. So. But the the point of that whole thing, and the reason I say season eight is because I did audition for that season, but um, I actually met the winner in the waiting room. Um, but I was too young at that point for their regulations, so they put me on a waiting list and called me back for season nine. So that's how I got onto that one. Wow. But, I mean, the point of the story is my mother believed in me more than I believed in myself at that mm. point. You know, I thought that I wasn't as high a caliber a musician as she saw that I was. And she kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone. And that's what the show continued to do. It kept pushing my boundaries and expanding my horizons as a musician. And that was really one of the biggest things I got out of it. It really taught me how to be uncomfortable and learn from it, to be outside of my, my you know, regular wheelhouse and be better at, at other things. Okay, so let's back up then and talk about so for season eight, you're saying you were too young. So did they even let you audition or did they turn you away at the door and say, we'll call you back when you're old enough? You know, that's funny. They were supposed to turn me away at the door. But the president of the casting company who cast for The Voice was um, also there auditioning people. 
And she saw me sitting there in one of the chairs waiting to go in. And she's like, hold that group. I want that particular group. Hmm. Um, and we sat there for like an hour waiting because uh, she had to go do something. And, uh, you know, we go into her room. She asks, you know, she says, everybody keep your phones on. You will call you within a week. Braden, stay back. And I stayed in. She said, you're going to a callback. Um, we'll see you in a week in, New, in uh, New York. I went to the other room. They said, you're too young, but we're going to send you to this thing anyway wow. and see how it goes. Wow. Um, I went to the callback in New York the next week. Um, they did a whole interview and everything. And they said, you're too young still, so we actually can't put mm. you any further in this audition process. Mm. But we're putting you in our Rolodex. We will call you back for oh next gosh. year. Um, and I thought, you know, when you hear, oh, well, we like you, we'll call you back. I thought, to me, that means, like, nice try. Yeah. Um, we'll see you soon, like, later. Yeah. It, it didn't mean to me that they were actually going to call me back. About three to Five months later, I was in the middle of a school high school uh, play production, and they called me while I was on stage, and I got a, a message saying, hey, we're going to take you out to California um, for a, uh, a voice callback. And I'm like, what is this? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it was crazy. And if that's not enough excitement and, dare I say, drama, listeners, on YouTube, you'll see the video of when Braden was doing the blind auditions. And I want you to take me back to that moment, Braden, when it was, to use a horse racing expression, it was right down to the wire because you looked like you were finishing yep. that song and boom, at the last possible moment, you got two chair turns. So just talk about how did you feel in that moment when it looked like nobody was going to and then two of them did and you had to make a choice? Well, let me, let me give a little context because I completely, I was blown away by it uh first off but you know if you play on that stage and you don't get a chair turn at the end of your song all four chairs will turn over and they'll look at you and say thank you for coming mm -hmm. um you know i'm getting to the end of the song i'm already thinking about what i'm gonna say like hey you know thank you for having me out here wow. it's an amazing opportunity wow. i'm gonna go home practice up ride my dirt bike and come back next year wow um is is what i was gonna say and all of a sudden you know, I had already played the last chord of the song on my guitar. I was holding out the last note um, of the song vocally. And then all of a sudden, these two chairs turn. And I thought it was a glitch because mm. it was so close to the end of the song that the other two chairs on the ends, because the two middle chairs turned, right. the other two chairs on the end started turning about halfway through the, the middle two starting to turn. Um, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess they're turning out of time. I guess something's wrong with the chairs. Oh and I gosh. look down and see the lights on the on the floor that say, uh -huh. like, oh, they pressed their button. I'm like, this isn't a glitch. They actually pressed their wow. button. What is happening wow. right now? So I, I didn't know what to say because I, I honestly didn't expect it. I was fully prepared to say, thank you for having me. I'll see you next year. Mm -hmm. And so when they turned around, I was speechless. <laughs> like, I was just, like, shaking in my boots. Because then it, then it was real. Then it was actually going to happen. Because if you get a chair turn, you're on the show. So I actually don't know if I've ever asked this question to the guests who've been on my show from The Voice. But how did you choose your coach? Of the two that turned, how did you choose who to go with? Ooh, this is an interesting question. Um, a friend of mine asked me this not, not two days ago. 
what was it? So I went in initially thinking I was going to pick Pharrell. No matter what, if he turned, I was going to pick him. Him mm-hmm. or Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because they do a lot of editing on the show, at least for the first, you know, pre-recorded rounds. So, you know, they turned around. Pharrell starts talking to me. He's like, hey, it would be awesome to have you on my team. We could do a lot of really cool stuff together. I can't wait to work with a vocalist like you. And that was about it. And that was a very awesome and enticing way to open up his argument but Gwen just kind of came out of the gates fighting and just like went on for like 15 minutes about why I should be on her team I mean I swear it was like 15 minutes oh my gosh and you read my mind because I'm sitting here going it's not 15 minutes he's exaggerating and here you are saying no it really was <laughs> no it, it actually was and and they cut it all down so it fits in a minute and 30 wow. seconds so they, wow. they put it down to like the specific bits that they want to show but she really went at it. And I thought that tenacity, like mm-hmm. that kind of drive to have to support me in, musically and on this show, I'm like, that's really the person I want to be, you okay. know, coaching me. I want to okay. be in that kind of arena. Um, and so I went with her, even though I was less, you know, well versed in that particular coach. I really wanted somebody who had their full weight behind me. And yeah. she really seemed like she did. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, and not that Pharrell didn't. I mean, I bet he did. He's just, he, he's a very wise man. From what I discovered on the show, he's very wise and he doesn't speak unless he has to. Hmm. Okay. Noted. Yeah. But he's so, he's so kind. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, there's something in podcasting called pod fading, which means that whoever's show it is, for whatever reason, stopped delivering new episodes on their regular schedule or period. So if you're trying to get yourself booked as a guest on a podcast, Considering the source that leads you to one or more, you might want to check to make sure that they're still producing new episodes. You don't want to send an email and wonder why you're not hearing back, or worse yet, get egg on your face when they do answer you and say, sorry, I stopped doing that podcast a year and a half ago. Your time is too valuable to waste chasing something that has ended. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Braden, I mentioned back in the intro that you've opened for among others, Blues Traveler. Talk about your relationship with them. Blues Traveler, they are just a riot, man. They're awesome. So I met them off the show, uh, not directly through it, but they had been my favorite band since I was, say, six years old. And um, my dad said, you know, I was asking what song I should use for my, my blind audition. And my dad said, you know, do a Blues Traveler song. Worst comes to worst, if they put you on TV and you don't make it on this show, at least you might get to meet Blues Traveler. Wow. I'm like, okay. 
and I really loved the song that I auditioned with, so I picked that. Um, turns out Dad was right. They saw the audition tape, and they were like, hey, let's like meet up somewhere. Mm. So we met up in Las Vegas. What? And uh, they let me sing a couple of songs on stage with them. What? And ever since then, you know, I started talking to John Popper, the lead singer. I started talking to the rest of the band. John is really the one who told me to start writing songs. That's really when it kicked up when I was 15. Mm. Um, because of what he said. He's like, if you really want to make it in this industry, you have to write your own music. And I feel like you can do that. So I want to see what you have. And, you know, he said, let's write some stuff together. We're still working on that. So, but I thought that would be a one-time thing. I thought that I would meet them, talk to them, never get to see him again. Turns out, um, you know, John gave me his personal phone number. We talk wow. all the time. Wow. Uh, and every time they come around this general area for a show, I'll send John a text and he'll be like, come through. We wow. want to sing with you. Amazing. And I'll go like not not a couple of months ago. I was at the Oakdale and uh, I sent a text to John saying, you know, I'm coming to your show. He's like, cool, come backstage. We'll get you on for, for Mountains Win again. Hmm. Amazing. So every time they come by, I sing that song with them. And they're just really cool people. Okay. I apologize to you, Braden, and I apologize, listeners. I'm going to go a long way with this, but but Braden, please follow me on where I'm going with this. Go for it. Because I'm digesting what you just described. Back on that same episode 294 that I talked about with Chloe Collins, she told a story about how one of her songs got used on the 100th episode of the TV show Nashville. And she said that when she got the email saying we're interested in using your song she thought it was spam she didn't think it was real so yeah now mind you Braden, for your education we have a lot of people who listen to the show because they are up and comers and they want to learn from the guests so i ask a lot of how-to questions so obviously you're saying that yes being on the voice and doing a blues traveler song puts you on their radar but where i'm going with all this is how does Blues Traveler contact you? Did you have a PR person working for you and it was like their PR person contacted my PR person or was it their manager sent an email to my mom? Like, how does that happen so that you go, wow, Blues Traveler really saw me and this is really them contacting me? Never mind that I'm really curious how you end up all the way out in Las Vegas to meet them. But but how does all that happen? <laughs> because those that are listening who are up and comers, they're wanting to know things like, if I could get on someone's radar, like, could they actually contact me? Like, that really happens? Did it only happen to Braden because he was on The Voice? And, you know, listeners, I'm here to tell you, the more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to get seen by somebody. But, but Braden, go ahead and take over in terms of how that really actually came to be logistically. The way that kind of manifested was interesting because they saw my audition tape and they, they sent out a tweet um, ah. you know, saying, you know, congrats, you did a great job. Uh, we want to see you or something like that. I have screenshots of it because I was so excited. <laughs> I took screenshots. Um, but I started, you know, I sent them a direct message. I'm like, hey, thank you so much. That was really sweet of you to call me out like and say say that. Um, and they said, you know, hey, this is our manager's email. This is her number get in contact let's do something and okay that's how that's how that kind of okay. came to be i went through their manager but i didn't have a pr person i was just you know a little kid from the middle of nowhere so i i didn't have somebody for them to contact it really just came to be through twitter uh and then we got their contact information and set something up 
But just for laughs, the whole Las Vegas thing, was that on your own dime? I mean, I can't imagine they said, we'll, we'll pay to fly you to Las Vegas. So, like, why was it Las Vegas? And, and am I right? Did you just fly out there with, with one or both your parents? I, it was both of my parents, and I can't. I don't think we paid for it. I don't remember hmm. if it was The Voice who did or if it was Blues Traveler. Ah, it might have been Blues Traveler. Interesting. Because their manager took us around to all the all the really cool spots. and wow. Actually, their manager took us to see the Jersey Boys, ah. and we didn't pay for it. So I think Blues Traveler paid for it. Very cool. Um, so it was a really, really cool thing. But, um, no, it's, it's stuff like that. And I, I was at a show recently where I met some guy out of Nashville. And I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember his name, but I have his number in my phone. And he said, you know, you were really good. You know, whenever you come to Nashville, let's do something. And I'm like, oh, mm. cool. I'll look you up. And then I thought about something my my parents had said and that I had learned through, you know, being in this industry. And that's when you have an opportunity, close the deal while you're there. Don't nice. say, oh, I'll get back to you later. Or, you know, oh, I'll, I'll send you a message on Facebook. Because nice. more often than not, the other person either doesn't re- respond or loses interest yep so yep. when that guy said you know contact me when you get to nashville i'm like can i grab your contact information now nice. so i can talk to you nice set something up like and, and have these connections um that's one of the ways the blues traveler thing came to be because when we uh i got their email address we immediately set something up mm-hmm. while the mm-hmm. iron was hot you know we had to get that done while the dates were free while yeah. the interest was still there outstanding um when you're booking gigs and somebody offers you a show and you're like that they, they say they're going to contact you or give me your card and I'll contact you. Say, you know, thank you. I just, I'll, I'm super busy. I want to make sure I get a, a date down before it gets filled up. What times are you freeze? I love Set it. Set that gig up immediately. I love because it. Because then you know that it's in the calendar for sure and you have a paying gig. Great, great advice. Great advice. Nowadays, you are in a band called CDN. Just talk about that, but also clarify is there also solo Braden Sunshine or is it only CDN? Uh, that's a, that's a college thing, actually. Um, when I gig out, I play under my own name, mm-hmm. uh, because the band members behind me, the guitar player, the bass player, um, you know, people like that, they'll change out every once in a while Okay. because they all have their own musical endeavors. They all have their own lives. And okay. when they have another show and I can't hire them, I have to hire somebody else. So I gotcha. only play under my own name, okay. but CDN, uh, which is a, a shortened version of a, a completely different note is what it stands for. Ah. Um, we are Yukon's oldest all-male acapella group. Ah. Um, yeah, so there are certain songs that I solo on. There are other soloists who sing. But actually, this Thanksgiving break, we're going on a tour to Los Angeles. Whoa, look at you. Yeah, so we're, we're touring college campuses with other acapella groups we're doing like invitationals stuff like that mm. um and we're, we're having a, a grand old time recently awesome awesome good for you my man good for you i'm joined today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from connecticut by singer songwriter guitar player Braden sunshine visit his official website at bradensunshine.com Note the proper spelling of his first name by looking at the title of this episode on your listening device, although I will put a link to his website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. He certainly is on social media. On his website, you'll find links to Braden on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. His music is streaming on Spotify, but as I always say, you can follow him on there, but to really support Braden, Purchase downloads of his music from the likes of iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, etc. 
and keep up with Braden online to see where and when you can go see him perform live. If you are going to purchase Braden's music from Amazon, heck, if you're going to purchase anything from Amazon, start at nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner. It will take you to their website or it will open the app on your phone. But the bottom line here is that at no extra cost to you, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with all the costs that I have with putting out a new episode of this show every week. Please also consider the Patreon for this show at nhte.net. You'll see an orange support us on Patreon button. If you like what I do with this show, if you enjoy the guests, their music, their stories, my interviews, Please consider helping out with a couple bucks a month, five bucks a month, 10, 20, whatever you feel you can afford and want to contribute so that I can keep doing this. Braden and other guests like him make music, and this show is what I make, what I create. These episodes are my new release each week. So I hope you'll see the value and want to give through Patreon or by starting your Amazon shopping through the tall banner on nhte.net. Also, just a note, you can bookmark that uh, that URL, so nhc.net, you know, uh, slash Amazon, that, that Amazon link, you can bookmark it, so whenever you go to Amazon and, and purchase something through there, it'll always get back, as well as, you know, I gotta give you props, man, putting out something weekly is so difficult, because as a musician, just putting out anything, um, <laughs> you know, a product is always difficult, let alone on such a tight time schedule, so yeah, that you. is definitely something to thank be to be given props for. Thank you. Yeah, on time every week for more than five and a half years now. So it is something that I'm proud of. You, you, are, you are episode 297. So we're just marching on with, with more and more good stuff. Braden, two years ago at 17 years old, you were heading out on the road for 30 shows in 58 days. And as much as The Voice does a lot for its participants in terms of helping you learn quite a bit, Thinking back on that trek, all those performances in basically just two months that summer, talk about the lessons, the experiences of now you're the headliner going around the country in an RV. There's no TV cameras anymore, but it's a whole different type of music business education. I'll tell you what, I could go on for an hour about that. I could go on wow. for a week about that. Wow. But um, distilling it down, um, it was a crazy, crazy experience for me because I got to spend two months in an RV with, you know, a couple of my closest friends and play music. I mean, what more can a guy ask for? Um, but the things that I got from The Voice that really helped with that tour weren't so much uh, vocal things or, you know, definitely performance things because it helps you, you captivate an audience and be more in entertaining on a stage. But it was really talking to people after the show, doing newspaper interviews and radio interviews to publicize. Huh. Wow. The voice really teaches you how to promote yourself and um, to speak to reporters, to fans, to people of that nature. Because when I first came on, somebody would come up to me and ask about an album or ask about something. And I would just stutter the entire time because wow. I didn't know how to how to address that. I mean, wow. again, I was from the middle of the woods and I had never done anything to that you know caliber um that re experience really helped me uh publicize shows get people to come out um you know forge connections with fans who i still you know i talk to and i book gigs sometimes through fans they'll be like hey i have this venue and i really want you to come to my city can i put you in contact with them and i'm like please do 
and more often than not, I'll get a show in a far off city because of a fan. Um, because again, right now I'm not, I don't have a management thing. I'm doing everything myself. So fans can be a gigantic resource and being able to be personable and talk to your, your fan base candidly is a huge thing. Uh, you need to be able to build that connection up strong. And that's one of the huge things that The Voice helped me with on that tour. But what did you learn in that 60 days that had nothing to do with having been on The Voice? That it was like, okay, now I'm out here doing this tour by myself. This has nothing to do with anything I learned from The Voice. But boy, in those 60 days, I really learned what? Oh, wow. Um, there's a lot. I'm trying to find like a, one more important thing than the others. It's, you know, a lot of timeliness. Uh, you know, you've got to be on time to your shows. There was one show we were... Uh, and make sure you check your contracts for your show times. Mm. There was one show we were contracted to play at 5, but we were told 6.30. So um, ah. we were sitting in the green room at 6.15 waiting to go on, and they come back to like, why aren't you playing? We're like, we were told 6.30. They say, in your contract here, it says 5. So wow. we went on... We played the whole show. We apologized to the audience because wow. they were there way early because wow. they expected to show at five. Wow. Um, and it went over really well. They wanted us to come back. But long story short, you know, make sure to pay attention to the fine print when you book okay. things. Um, the RV is a very confined space with a lot of people. <laughs> so you got to keep your stuff in order. Um, making sure you keep track of gear because your gear comes in and out of the car every mm. night. Um, I lost a van I lost a, a, a hot rod, a fender hot rod deluxe three amp at a venue in LA and had to get it sent back to my house. Oh, um, no. you know, just stuff like that. Okay. Uh, okay. it's, it's a lot of little tips and tricks, yeah. but one big thing is persistence because the road can be a grind. It can be a huge grind. Um, you know, cause you're not home. You're not around your, you know, regular home friends. You're only around your bandmates, um, in a very confined space. So it's, it's a real hard grind, but it's so much fun and it's so worth it when you get to those couple of shows where the place is absolutely full and the energy is just there and the whole show goes down perfectly awesome that's what makes every show worth it every awesome. everything leading to it worth it awesome well Braden, i'm told that you are also an inspirational speaker for kids what is the message that you're bringing to them oh well you see there's a bunch of different ones because in my time as a, a speaker you know i've been asked to do something like an anti-bullying program i've mm. done those i've done you know you can do it pep talk kind of things mm-hmm um, and it's really tailored per school because middle schools mostly want, you know, that you can do it. Tell me your story and, and tell us you can do that, that the kids can do it as well, which is mostly what I do. But when I go to high schools, I love doing workshops because the kids come in and we talk shop. We talk about the music industry and how you get yourself out there, you know, wow. advertising, social media, finding a manager, finding a, a producer, uh, collaborations, getting gigs, stuff like that. Mm. And these inspirational speaking things, whether they be for middle schools or high schools, are always so uh, fulfilling to me. Because at the middle schools especially, um, I go in, I tell the kids my story, I play them a couple of songs, and I will get Instagram messages for weeks after saying, I went home and picked up my dad's guitar because of what you said. I wow. signed up for my local talent show. I'm, wow. I have a couple of gigs now. I... I, I put together a band or something because of what you said and that to me 
yeah, that's the most fulfilling thing I could possibly mm. do is to give somebody that little push outside their comfort zone like my mom did for me. Just yeah, that little yeah, push. Yeah. And then a world of possibilities opens mm. up. Good stuff. Good stuff. Listeners, have you heard the last, I believe, four episodes of NHTE? If so, have you signed up for the Access Vegas newsletter yet? If you did, then like me, you're seeing content such as the promo codes to get discounts on show tickets. You're seeing where you can go on the Las Vegas Strip for $5 lunch specials. They also have flight booking tips. If you're someone who drives when you're in Vegas, they also give out a lot of tips about parking, including where you can park for free, plus the best-kept parking secret. Bottom line is, as you can tell, they have a lot packed into their e-newsletters. Go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off when you sign up, and then sit back and get all this exclusive insider information sent directly to your inbox so you can keep up with everything that's going on there and be well-informed and prepared. Again, go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and remember to put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off. Braden, talk about the new EP that you're working on. Questions such as, is it solo Braden Sunshine, I assume? When will it be out? How many songs will there be? Who are you working with? Where is it being recorded? All that kind of stuff. Ooh, that's a whole bunch. Okay, so uh, the exact release date I haven't pinned down, but I know it's going to be in spring of 2020. Okay. Um, And... I haven't decided whether it's going to be an EP or an album because I have ah. a, a whole bunch of songs, but I want to trim it down, trim off the fat, make sure that everything that's on there has a reason to be on there. Um, it will be just solo me. Uh, you know, I'll have a, a a band behind me, but you know, there'll be hired gun musicians, um, studio musicians who can help me put it out. Okay. Uh, I'm recording it at a local studio uh, that a friend of mine actually built. Um, it's it's his personal place. It's called uh, Pwop Studios in New London. And actually, fun fun thing, he is uh, kind of bringing me on as an apprentice of sorts and teaching me how to use it so that wow. I can use that space and record my friends or wow. um, build it into a business. So that's actually a whole other side project that I'm working on. Um, but, you know, this EP slash album, it's crazy. Because the last couple of them I I wrote when I was a kid and I didn't really know what I was doing writing music. And to uh, to paraphrase Chance Pena, who I'm going to give him a little shout out. He was another kid off The Voice. Um, he just put out an EP that, you know, he put his heart and soul into. And he said that he wrote about things that he was going through, whether that be good, whether that be bad. It's all down in writing on that EP. Hmm. And... I got to say, this this next one coming up is a lot of the same. I penned down a couple of songs over the past week that have been a lot of what's been going on wow. with me recently, you know, with college, with other intimate things. Um, and it's going to be interesting because my past songs have been, you know, life is great or something like that. <laughs> but this is getting a little more into the nitty gritty of what I actually want to say myself. And I, I'm really proud of that. I think it's going to be a really fun project. So who will produce this? Uh, well, as far as I can tell, me. Hmm. Because um, the studio I'm recording at, um, there's no particular producer. And I have full reign over over the soundboard. So I'm going to be mixing and mastering the whole wow. thing myself. Wow. Okay. Okay. 
Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but we're going to close today with another song of yours, one called Do You Feel the Same? Before I let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. This song was a collaboration with my old bass player, Grant Morrison. He's a, he's a teacher now, so he had to go off and do that. But we used to play together all the time. He was my bass player on tour, and he is one of the most prolific songwriters I've ever met. Um, so we wrote this one together uh, right before tour, put it down on the EP, got the EP printed and, and toured with it. And it's, it's a song that the pre-chorus really does it well. It basically says, you know, whatever is going on, let's put our differences aside and just just dance and have fun. Because whenever we move together, everything melts away. Mm. So, you know, it, it's cool. a it's a nice song. I love it. Very cool. Yeah, I like it as well. I, I enjoyed it when it was sent to me. And uh, listeners, Thank I know you. you're going to enjoy it too, so stick around. We'll play that in its entirety in just a minute. But, Braden, thank you so much for your time. Really great talking to you. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player Braden Sunshine. Do visit his website. It's bradensunshine.com. And again, I will put a link to it from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Be sure to engage with Braden on social media. Like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music and now hear this entertainment. Follow Braden on Spotify as well, but be sure to help him out by purchasing downloads of his music from iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play. Also keep up with Braden online so you can be in the know regarding the new release that he talked about that he's working on and so that you can see where and when you can go see him perform live. Don't forget that any shopping that you do through Amazon whatsoever is a way to help this show financially without ever giving me a penny directly. Simply start at nhte.net, click on the tall Amazon banner, and let it do the work for you from there, not only opening their website or their app for you, but as I said before, kicking back a small percentage of the sale to me, which helps with the costs that I have in putting out a new episode of this show every week. Or you can be more direct and become a part of my Patreon. I suggest you go to nhte.net and click on the orange Support Us on Patreon button, and then decide what level you're comfortable giving at. Ask yourself if what I'm creating is something you feel you want to support, and then look at the many options for doing so on there. Musicians do crowdfunding campaigns to record their music. I use Patreon for listener support. I'd be grateful for you considering participating in that way. For now, that will do it for episode 297. My thanks once again to singer, songwriter, guitar player, Braden Sunshine. We'll send you out with another song of his. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Do You Feel the Same? Got caught in the rain today On my way to your house Practicing what I'd say But everything sounds the same Turn left and I turn right Picking up another part I don't know what it's all for It's gotta be a better way to settle up this score What do you say? Let's dance Rain it outside, let's dance Dance, skink of our shoes and dance. It's when we move together, we can stop the rain. That moment lasts forever. Nothing has to change, and baby, I'll do no better than when you speak my name. That moment lasts forever, and it drives me insane. The girl, I'm gay.
baby, nothing looks the same. Turn left and I turn right, don't know if it's say or not. I don't know what these words are for. Kindly leave if we don't settle up, I'll score for you. Go, let's dance. Raining outside, let's dance and baby, let's just dance. Kick up our shoes and dance. It's where we move together. We can stop the rain that moment lasts forever. Nothing has to change. Baby, I'll do no better than when you speak my name. That moment lasts forever. It drives me insane, girl. And I can't find my car. At least we'll say we got this far. Cause when we move together, we can stop the rain. That moment lasts forever. Nothing has to change. Baby, I'll do no better than when you speak my name. That moment lasts forever. It drives me insane. But girl, I'm. 